She Did It Her Way podcast, episode 312, from world-class winemaking to producing quality skincare with April Gargiulio. Hello and welcome to She Did It Her Way, a podcast dedicated to helping you launch a business that allows you the freedom to create from anywhere, design your own schedule in a way that supports you, and pursue what it is that lights you up. I'm Amanda Bolin, your host, and it is time to do it your way. Today's podcast is brought to you by Gusto. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll benefits and HR to small businesses across the country. They were even named Best Online Payroll by PC Mag. Gusto makes it simple and easy to do your payroll. It automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use, and you can add benefits and HR support to help take care of your team and keep your business safe. It's loyal, it's modern, you might fall in love with yourself. Listeners get three months free when they run their first payroll. You can try a demo and test it out at gusto.com forward slash she. That's gusto, G-U-S-T-O dot com forward slash she. Today's guest is the founder and CEO of Vinter's daughter, April Gar Julio, a luxury skincare company committed to performance-driven, quality-focused, non-toxic skincare. April first launched her product, Active Botanical Serum, in 2012, bucking industry standards by using whole organic plants and methodical formulation methods versus the low-quality fillers and formulation shortcuts. Vinter's daughter quickly became a benchmark for quality and performance in the beauty world and is coveted by top beauty connoisseurs and industry professionals around the world. Through Vinter's daughter, April commits 2% of every bottle sold to charities benefiting women and children around the world. In this interview, you're going to hear about April's background in fine wine making. Yes, I love wine. Anyone else? Can I get an amen? Yes. So, and she's also going to share and how she made the transition out of fine winemaking to making fine skincare. Also, she is going to peel back the curtain and talk about how she actually created the product and what is important about having a quality product or service and why that's important to your business. So coming up next with April, the founder of Vinter's Daughter, how to go from world-class winemaking to producing quality skincare. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I don't know. I sometimes sing. You guys know this. Um, anyway, I'm excited to have April Gargiulo from Vinter's Daughter on the show today. April, welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, Amanda. How are you doing? Yay. Well, I always say any day above ground is a really great day. So, um, but anyway, all that to say, I'm excited that you're here. I can't wait to dive in about your business, how you started it. So I'm going to turn it over to you, introduce yourself, share a little bit more about what Venter's Daughter is, and then let's talk about how you found yourself in this position as an entrepreneur today. Sure. Um, well, I'm, I'm, as you said, I'm April Gargiulo. I'm the founder of Vintner's Daughter. And Vintner's Daughter um, is a skincare company committed to making the most um, performance-driven nutritional skincare. Um, and we do this because we really want to um, change people's lives through skin. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell us, like back us up to the story about what were you doing before you launched this company? Sure. Let's dive yeah. into, I always love diving Let's... into the transition phase <laughs> because that is yeah. so much where a lot of my listeners are at. And I think that is also yeah. where it's like, it's a really big deal to make that transition. Mm-hmm. 
And then it's even a bigger deal to spend another year and a half, two years in the first stages of your business. So take us back. So I was um, kind of way back was I was in Manhattan. I was working in the design world. It was absolutely what I, what I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And I was surrounded by all these really kind of um, amazing architects and designers and um, my family was in California and 9-11 happened. And I had already been in Manhattan for five or six years at that point. And that moment really compelled me to be closer to family um, and um, closer to nature. And um, so I moved back out to California. And at that point, my family had been um, um, in agriculture for a long time, growing, um, at this point, growing grapes but not making wine, growing grapes in Napa Valley, but not making wine. And my parents Wait, had this- what did they do with them then? <laughs> well- <laughs> I'm so curious. <laughs> um, they would sell them to um, people who were going to make wine. Ah, got um, it. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't like, they didn't end up on your table. You weren't, you know, they didn't end up in, <laughs> in, your, in your fruit salad. They were, um, they would be sold to, to wineries um, to, to make wine. So many wineries buy grapes. It's, um, it's, of course, really expensive to own land in California and then to farm it. So many wineries, it's much, um, um, from a cash flow perspective, easier for them to purchase grapes. Mm, got it. Um, and so <laughs> they were um, growing these grapes and had this idea that they wanted to um, start making wine. And said, "Hey, you know, you have a sales and marketing background. Can would you like to do this?" And at that point, like I said, I was ready to, I was ready to um, to come closer to home. And so I said, "Okay, sure." And you know, um, was was running my family's winery for for nine years and grew it um, um, from you know two small barrels. Each barrel has about twenty five cases of wine to about not that we became ever so huge um, from a production standpoint, five thousand more or less cases. But we became um, very well known and very respected for the um, the quality of wine we made, and so that is sort of the most important part of this was um, just to keep this in mind was this world that I would had been had grown up in and this world that I had professionally kind of been working in for the last nine years once I started Vintner's Daughter was a world that was very much committed to quality, right? It was committed to making the very finest wines in the world. And agriculture, of course, is not something that you have a lot of control over always. So Mm -hmm. when you do, you are always making the decisions that um, result in the finest expression in in the case of wines, but really the finest quality, right? You never take shortcuts. You never take, you never cut corners. It's really about making the very finest of something. And so that was sort of the world I was kind of stewing in. And um, no beauty experience, but I had always, always, always struggled with my skin. I had um, cystic acne. I had discoloration. And then, you know, at this point in my life, all the fun stuff that comes along with get, just getting older. And um, I was somebody who had always been very um, aware of what I was eating, what I was putting into my body, um, uh, you know, what down to what I was kind of cleaning my house with, everything was clean. I had my head deeply in the sand about skincare because again, I was struggling with my skin, right? So there was, in my mind, I was not going to sacrifice performance for um, safety. And all that kind of got flipped around when I was pregnant with my first daughter and it became much more about, not just about me. And so I started looking at the labels. And this is a super familiar refrain, right? This, is, mm-hmm. this is, happens to women and mothers everywhere all over the world. 
And what I realized that was that these, you know, products I was using that were very expensive, you know, they were $200, $300 products um, that I thought were doing so much good for my skin. What they were was about point, and I'm not exaggerating, 0.01% active ingredient. The rest was filler. That filler was very low quality. And in many cases, it was also toxic. Mm. And that was, um, that was really how my journey started. And it wasn't, um, that, that was, that was the point in time. A lot of things were happening at the same time. So it wasn't as if like for anybody who's thinking, Oh, should I go do this? Should I not go do this? It was really, for me, it was this thing that I'd been thinking about for a while. And then all of a sudden kind of everything just lined up. Um, I was pregnant. I can't, I couldn't travel anymore. I couldn't kind of do the same position I had done before with the winery. Um, I started thinking about, um, skincare in a completely different light. And, um, because I had stepped away from my position at the winery, I started to have a little bit more just like room in my life because, because my first daughter was still cooking in my belly. So I, I hadn't, I hadn't, um, realized how much work that was going to be yet. You know, so here I am at this place in my life where I, um, I have this, this, this idea that's just gnawing at me that I absolutely need to make. And it's really about making it for myself. It's about how do I create this desert island product, this thing that I want desperately that is uncompromisingly effective. And for me, it needed to be multi-correctional. The idea that I was going to put, especially as a new mom, the idea that I was going to put four or five or six or seven different products on my skin was not going to happen. I needed one product that really delivered comprehensive multi-correctional results. I wanted it to be uncompromisingly safe and I wanted it to be uncompromisingly high quality. I wanted every ingredient to be active. I did not want fillers. And certainly every ingredient that I wanted to use, I wanted it to be the highest quality, most nutritionally dense product. And so the result is Active Botanical Serum, which was released five years ago. Um, it's it's um, a product that has completely changed my skin and, and very joyfully changed the skin of so many other women and men around the world, which is, which has been, you know, I'm so grateful for. Um, it was, you know, introduce, being a skincare company with just one skew with one product has been a crazy uphill battle. Um, Oh yeah. Talk to us more about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, there's so many things that are different about Vintner's Daughter starting with, you know, I'll start with, with formulation and our formulation is very different. We begin with whole plants. So we begin with, we're delivering nutrition to your skin at the end of the day. And in order to get the very best nutrition, we believe you have to start with whole plants. It's like eating a, a nutritional bar or eating a, you know, actual real food. One is one kind of sustains you and one really nourishes you. And with Vintner's Daughter, it's about eating that whole meal. It's about eating real food, right? And so for us, it was very important that we started with whole plants. I got turned away, Amanda. No labs wanted to make this. No labs wanted to make this. They kept telling me, no, do it this way. It's cheaper. It's faster. Um, if you use these powders and these extracts, it's, totally, it's just the same. Don't worry, but it's cheaper and it's faster. And for me, coming from fine winemaking, coming from the world where you, it is, it's critical that you start with the very best dirt, right? Mm -hmm. That once you grow those grapes, that you honor those grapes through very methodical processes. And for me, that was what I wanted to give to skincare. That was what I wanted to create. I wanted to start with the very finest ingredients. I wanted to honor those ingredients. 
And so, you know, to make every bottle of active botanical serum, it takes three weeks. Most skincare takes, wow. you know, hours. Um, and, you know, again, it's all perspective, right? I was coming from winemaking where it takes three years to make a bottle of wine. So <laughs> I thought three weeks was genius. I thought, oh, I'm going to make this. And three weeks later, I can sell it. This is the best business ever. Um, but, you know, the reality is that this is just absolutely not how, how it's done because, I, and I understand, it's more expensive, it's more time consuming. And at the end of the day, it's also more error prone. I mean, the testing that we have to do is, is incredible. We test every ingredient that comes in. We're testing our formulations throughout the formulation process. Um, and so that was something that very early on, I had to really draw a line in the sand around um, and, and really get real with myself about, okay, where am I willing to compromise and where am I not? And for me, never, ever would I ever compromise on product, um, product sourcing, ingredient sourcing. For me, those were those places that I, I just won't cut corners. I will not take shortcuts. So, you know, that's one of those kind of big mountains that I had to climb early on. And I think it really gave me backbone to um, stand my ground in the face of some things that we do very differently within the industry. And now going back to this, you know, only having one, one product. Um, we were told time and time again, when we first started, I, I don't think anyone took me seriously because we only had one product. Um, and for me it was, no, you know, I don't, I don't want to just push more product down, you know, in, into the hands of customers, um, who already have drawers filled, filled with products that don't, that they don't use because they don't work. I want to make one product that truly transforms skin. And, um, but we had, you know, nonetheless, we had retailers who said, no, I'm sorry, we can't, we can't take you because you only have one SKU or, um, or they would ask constantly, um, when do you have a new thing? When do you have a new thing? And because so much of skincare and cosmetics is driven by, well, and our, our entire world, let's be honest, is driven by new, right? Mm -hmm. What's new? What's the shiny new thing? And to really kind of be disciplined about this idea that, that no, you know, we are going to produce products that are category defining, game changing. And that doesn't happen on a, um, you know, six months time schedule that happens when it happens. Mm -hmm. Well, so, okay. I want to take a quick pause there. So you launched your first product this serum in 2012. It's now mm -hmm. 2018. So would you like the first year, was that all of product creation, finding, um, sourcing all the ingredients and was that like the testing? Oh, no, no, no. So, um, so 2012 is when, excuse me. So 2012 is when probably 2011 is when, yeah, it was researching, it was testing, it was mm -hmm. formulation out in the world, like actually launching, which when I tell you my launch story, it's going to crack you up. Okay. It, I can't wait. <laughs> it was 2014. Um, yeah. So my, so again, I had never been in, I had never been in cosmetics or skincare or anything like this. Right. And the wine industry moves very slowly. So there's no like big, huge product launches in the wine industry. There's no PR. There's, it's just not, not that kind of thing, or at least where the one, you know, the, the part of it that I had worked in was. And so I was unfamiliar. And so, you know, my launch story is I had 134 people in, in my email that were, you know, friends from high school, friends from college, you know, coworkers that I sent an email out to that said, okay, you know, my, my, my website's open, come, you know, please come and purchase this. And, and certainly at first it was like, you know, my best friends and my mom buying it. But then slowly they started to be women that I didn't know 
women from all over the all over the country, you know, that and I did. You're like, oh. Well, so Amanda, you know, and I say this all the time, and I'm just so incredibly grateful. And it, and it, we grew girlfriend to girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I always I say a G to G. We grew G to G, girlfriend to girlfriend. It was sisters telling sisters, friends telling friends, daughters telling mothers, coworkers telling coworkers. Literally, people getting stopped on the street saying, "What are you using on your skin?" It's incredible. And that is, that's absolutely how we've grown. It's been very slow and steady, very word of mouth. Um, and it really stands on the, um, you know, on the merits of the, of, of the product. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Like it, but one of the common themes, and especially doing these interviews, is that if you present a really great product to your customers, it then grows. One of the questions I get asked all the time about how did you grow? She did it her way. How did you get more listeners? And there's tactics and things that I did sure from like an organic marketing standpoint or, um, you know, getting us on Pinterest so that we could get more visible. But ultimately the growth really came down to when I made sure, like I felt really good about the content that was being produced. And so if you create a really good product, people share that, or it's a really great service that you offer to your clients mm-hmm. and people will Absolutely. talk. And that is the best marketing because the referral now we're in such an age where there's like so much being thrown at us through social media or through like influencers. And so the question is, is like, are they saying this because they truly believe it? Or, or at least that sometimes I find my mental space. And so if you just get a really good genuine referral, like that is enough to say, okay, I'm in. Oh, absolutely. And you know, we've never paid for marketing ever or advertising or whatever. So you know, everything that we have is, um, you know, earned. Um, and I think, I think you're right. I think all of us see somebody, um, you know, singing the praises of something and you always go into it like one eyed open, um, and think, is that real? And I think especially with a product like Vintner's Daughter or Active Botanical Serum, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we've had so much incredible, um, press that even, I mean, if I were out in the world, I'd, I'd kind of have one eye up, you know, open and be like, (laughs) huh? Like, could this really, you know, there's so many reviews that we have, Amanda, that start with, I really wanted to hate this. Or, you know, there's no way it's, this it had to be too good to be true. And then, you know, the punchline at the end is always like, my skin has never been better. So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, you're right. We're all, we're all confronted with so much information every day. It is, um, it, it really comes down to that, um, that very old world idea of like, you know, a person, a person to a person. Mm-hmm. So then now you, you were at the, the point, um, so what year was it that you started seeing that it was more than just your girlfriends and people and like family that you knew buying it and, yep. um, talk, well, to, were, talk us through like the different stages. Hmm. Yeah. So there have been like kind of a couple moments, right. From, from the very beginning, you know, my, um, my idea was I want to work with retail partners who, um, have a really um, distinctive point of view, right? Um, they are probably on the small side. They invest in education because Active Botanical Serum isn't an easy product to describe. It's not a simple product like this is vitamin C or this is hyaluronic. And we don't advertise things. We don't say, we would never say things like, anti-aging or I, I don't know, like that's just not the game that we play. And so it's a much more complex story to tell, right? It's about, it's about d- describing how your skin needs nutrition and how nutrition works in your skin and what that does. And, um, and so I really wanted to work with, with retail partners, stockists is what we call them, that really invest in education and, and, and really 
you know, honor and respect their customer. And so, <coughs> excuse me, we started with, um, with me. I mean, I would, I would call and email and pick up the phone. I mean, all day long and bug people all day long trying to get them to, you know, to understand. And, um, I remember once my, my husband, and so there was a couple big stockist moments. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly when Cap Beauty signed on, certainly when Violet Gray signed on, certainly when Netta Porte signed on from a press perspective, um, you know, we had a couple big moments. Um, early on, I remember my husband saying to me, Hey bro, I sent you this, this email and, um, you know, why haven't you responded? And I, <laughs> I, I kind of said, I, I haven't seen it. And, um, so I looked in my junk, my junk folder, which by the way, I never do. I mean, we all get enough emails in our normal inbox. Like why in the world would you ever look in your junk? So anyway, I looked right. in my junk. And as I'm looking in there, I see an email from an intern at Into the Gloss, which Amanda, like I'm telling you, I figured if one of my friends was playing a joke on me because this, <laughs> if I, if I was a vision board kind of girl, like Into the Gloss would have been like front and center. It would have been the whole page, right? Right. So I email, I email him back and he says that he's doing a story on skincare that has grape seed or, or that has kind of some kind of wine, wine component to it, no. which isn't really what we are, right? We're built on this kind of philosophical foundations of fine winemaking, but, but that's where it ends. Mm. Um, so I said, okay, you know, can I, can I, this is all through email. Can I, um, can I speak to the writer? And they set it up and I spoke to the writer and I, you know, sent her a bottle and, and, um, and really my whole conversation with her was to describe why we aren't good for this article. Um, that, you know, that, that this isn't really the category that we should be lumped into. Um, we're something very different. And, um, and, you know, I got off the phone and I was just like, April, are you kidding me? You just blew it. Like, what are you thinking? You had this opportunity and you had to like, you know, like, I, I don't even know. Anyway, I just was so clear about our brand and so clear about who we, what we stood for. And I didn't want to get lumped into this sort of trendy idea of, um, of, of like wine and skincare. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, I was kind of like, okay, well that, you know, I, st- I, 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 I held true to our, our vision. I, you know, and that's what you have to do at the end of the day. And then sure enough, two weeks later, Amanda, I wake up and at this point I'm doing everything. I'm packing every box. I'm answering every email. I'm doing everything. And we're getting maybe like, you know, 10 orders a day plus or minus. And I'm thinking that this is the greatest business that ever, that ever was. Um, I wake up and there are hundreds and hundreds of orders. Hey friends, I want to give a shout out to today's podcast sponsor, and that is Shopify. Shopify is a leading commerce platform that wants to make sure you're not alone in your entrepreneurial journey. From free training courses to help you get started to their award-winning 24-7 support, Shopify is a true partner to independent business owners around the world, including some of our previous guests on the show like Linda Solly-Hurd and Julie Ciardi and others. Shopify has a free training academy to help you build and grow a profitable business. And because you're a She Did It Her Way listener, they are giving you a free 28-day trial. To take advantage, all you have to do is head to www.shopify.com forward slash herway to receive your free 28-day trial. Head to www.shopify.com, that's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com forward slash herway. Offer expires February 28th, 2019. 
into the gloss has written an article and the title of Victoria Lewis as the writer. Um, the title of the article is the face oil to end all face oils. And it is an article entirely about Vintner's daughter and active botanical serum and how truly different um, and dramatic of a change this product offers skin. So that was a huge win, right? Mm-hmm. That was a win, of course, because the orders um, and of course, because of the new people that it brought to active botanical serum and Bittner's daughter. But, but for me, it was a much bigger win in that they, it was like, it was one of those moments where you're kind of like, they get me, like they really get me. She got me, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so that was an incredible moment. Um, well, and-, and I would love to highlight too, what you were saying before is that in the beginning, like you were calling all of these retailers, you were making phone calls, picking them up. And it's just, sometimes we often forget what a day-to-day looks like and the action that requires to grow a business and sustain a business actually takes. And it's always nice to look at something and be like, this is so beautiful. And look at, like, here we are. Um, and, And forget about all the things that required a person to do in order to get there. So I appreciate you sharing that. Oh, Amanda, I mean, there is so much hustle (laughs) that goes on. I mean, there is so much work. It was, I mean, I can't even tell you it's, you know, I said that, you know, our biggest accounts today said no to me for years before they said yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I mean, honestly, I would just keep calling and keep calling and keep calling and keep emailing, emailing and saying, you know, are you ready yet? Are you ready yet? Because for me, I was so, I believe so firmly in in Vintner's daughter, and I believe so firmly that it would be successful for them. That it 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 always felt like I I know I'm doing something good for you. You just don't know it yet. Yeah, and you're like, no, listen to me. I got it. I got right. it. Yeah, that um, is that's amazing, especially with that article. So then, I mean, at the, what happened at that point? I assume that like right. So that gave us that gave us a lot that gave us a lot of headwind, right? We had a lot of um, stockists, retail partners who reached out after that, and it really kind of got us on our, you know, set us set us um, set us a sale in a very real way. Um, we had, you know, a part of this world that I never really knew existed. I mean, I knew existed, but I didn't understand just how powerful they were. Um, this group of of people are is makeup artists. Mm-hmm. Um, makeup artists found active botanical serum and vintner's daughter early. Um, it, um, when you put it on your skin, it, it, it really, um, alleviates inflammation. So redness and takes down, um, it, it just with a makeup artist for them to be able to put this on their client's skin, it kind of creates this very even, um, palette. Right. And so they love it and they were using it kind of as like a primer and through makeup artists, we had some incredible celebrities who discovered vintner's daughter. And, um, like Tracy Ellis Ross was one of the very first who I remember she mentioned it in a, in a, um, I think it was people magazine article or anyway, some article she was in. And I just, I mean, I almost died. I just thought that that was the coolest thing ever. And, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow found it and did an article or not an article, like a, a story about it in Vogue. Um, and there's been, we've just been incredibly fortunate in that way. And, and the, you know, the women who, (laughs) the women and men who find active botanical serum and Vintner's daughter are people, um, whether they're celebrities or, or, you know, moms in the carpool line, um, they're women and people of substance. There are people who really recognize quality, um, and aren't easily swayed necessarily by trends or kind of shiny bright objects, right? 
they're, they're people who really want substance. And, um, and that's been a really interesting, um, um, kind of journey to have, to, to, to kind of connect with all of them. Yeah. So then the next question that I was going to ask kind of as a follow-up, so you've had all this press, are you guys doing any sort of paid marketing? And then it's so like, none, none. oh my God, none, (laughs) never. I never have, we never have. That's incredible. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a, you know, I don't know that we, we never will, but we never have it it, to us. It feels like a little bit of a slippery slope. Um, and you know, we have really nice growth, nice growth. And I mean, the other thing, you know, that kind of, that is a very different thing about us is that we're really, we are, we are 100% product focused, right? This is not a company driven by revenue. This is a company driven by product. I mean, I have a big page in our brand guide that, that the, there were three words on the page. It says product over revenue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that doesn't mean that we don't want to be profitable. We obviously want to be profitable. Profits are like the oxygen you breathe. Yeah. But you know, like oxygen, it's not the reason you get out of bed in the morning. You need it to live, but it's not the reason why you get out of bed in the morning. And so for us, for our company, we need profits. We need it to, to function, but it's not what gets us out of bed. We get out of bed to make category defining products. Mm. I love that. Just the, the shift of, you know, you, we need profits. It's like breathing and you need it, but sometimes maybe it's not like it can't be a sustainable why um, to carry you through, right? Because profits, profits are a byproduct of having a why that drives you and getting the things done that you need to get done. Where have you, like, what has been the best advice that you've received throughout your entrepreneurial journey? Mm. You know, it's something that it's, I don't think it, it pertains to entrepreneurial and it's, it, it's a little bit, um, it's not super concrete, but it's the thing that, um, that I always, it's just, it's this idea of having this guiding, guiding principle, right? For us, it's this North star about, um, about, about product over revenue. Anytime there is a decision and in your, listen, we're in a lucky position that we're presented with, with opportunities all day long. Right. And even any entrepreneur is going to be being presented, whether you're making them happen yourself or they're being presented to you, they're, they're constantly in motion. Right. And I think discipline is an incre- is something that is so important. And I, and I use discipline to say that, you know, you have to establish your North star and maybe your North star is like, making more money than God. Maybe that is your North star and that, and that that's fine. Um, but that means you have to make that, you have to ladder everything back up to that North star. Right. And so for us, our North star is, is category defining products that change women's lives. Right. And so we need to do everything we can to keep supporting that and keep strengthening that and making that star really shine brighter. And I mean, I think that is whether you are set your sights on running a marathon or you set your sights on um, being more mindful, whatever it is, it doesn't necessarily, I don't think it has to do necessarily with business, but I think like, you know, discipline um, is meaningful <laughs> and, um, and, 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 and I only say discipline in, in, in that sometimes you have to kind of prioritize rather brutally to accomplish your goals. Mm, okay. Well, get, can you give us an example of how you had a, yeah, of like, course. Okay, I would so, love that. Yeah. So, so, okay. So, you know, product, we have this site, you know, product over revenue. So think about, um, you know, from the very beginning when I was confronted with labs who said, no, 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 that's not the way we do it. We don't start with whole plants. We start with, 
you know, these cheaper, less expensive, faster options. Um, you know, again, my guiding principle was the very highest quality product. And so I would, there was no way I was going to compromise. So, you know, this idea of, um, you know, down the line when I kind of got, keep getting, uh, you know, this idea that you have to have more product, more product to fill a product, to fill up a shelf space on a shelf or to fill up a press cycle. You know, I really, we've stood our, stood our ground and it would have been very easy for us to just put new product out there, by the way. Um, but it wouldn't have been category defining. Um, and so that's, that's another one, but then, you know, every day we are, um, we're in a really lucky position that we have people who offer us incredible opportunities that the reality is that for, for, for other brands, they would probably be fantastic. But for us, they would require that we compromise in ways that we're not willing to compromise. And, and I love that you did that so early on in the business in terms of like disciplining yourself of saying this is what we are and this is what we do and I'm I'm comfortable and I'm confident at saying no thank you where Well Amanda I think I think that is where my backbone grew like I yeah. think that was at the I, I I at the time it was horrible like really at the time I was so sad I was so dejected but you know now of course I look back on it and I think oh my gosh that is when I became like super confident and super um um just like laser focused on what, on what we were going to do and how we were going to be different. Yeah. It's just like you were saying, drawing, like drawing a line in the sand and putting your stake in the ground and saying, this is what we are. This is what we do. This is what we don't do. And it is, you're so right. The sooner you do that in your business, the sooner you do it in your business. And it's the, the quicker things start to fade into the background that aren't important or, you've just get easier at saying no to people that it's like, it doesn't hold the same weight or impact on you as it did in the beginning because you're used to saying no and you know why. Right. And it's, yeah. I mean, it's hard, but, and you know, there's, 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 you know, setting your priorities and then laddering, laddering your actions back up to those priorities. Like both of those are hard, right? There's, I don't know if you know the Avid brothers or this band and they have, there's, there's this part of their song and it says, decide what to be and then go be it. Both mm-hmm. sides of that equation are not easy. Deciding what to be is is not always easy for everyone. And then the go be it is always not always easy. So, you know, establishing establishing your North Star and then laddering up to it is, you know, they're both hard and they both take a lot of discipline and a lot of work follow, every day. It's not just a, not just a one-time thing. It's, yeah. a, a, it's an everyday thing. Well, I, yeah, that is, I love it. So as we transition, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about April's routines, April's non-negotiables. What is life as a CEO for April? And um, can you share what are some of your non-negotiables that allow you to perform at the highest level possible as a, as a CEO? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wish I was as good at setting my priorities um, from, a, from, <laughs> from a, well, isn't that funny? It's like the, the funny irony of it all, isn't it? Um, um, I'm, you know, I'm pretty simple in terms of skincare. I cleanse, I put an essence on, I apply active botanical serum. And then, you know, if it's during the day, I apply SPF and at night, nothing else. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm pretty simple from, from that perspective. I mean, I like to get sleep. Um, I like to eat, I, I, I eat pretty well. Um, I mean, I'm still recovering from the candy I eat at, at Halloween. Um, <laughs> which, um, gosh, it just doesn't even taste good anymore. So I don't even know why I was eating it, but anyway, um, 
And I mean, the thing that I, I'm trying to think, the thing that I do for myself is, you know, and, and I think that there's this idea that self-care has to be like expensive facials or massages or um, masks. But for me, self-care is, is, is much, you know, take, going, on, going on a hike, spending mm-hmm. time with friends, um, having kind of, you know, my, my moments every day. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I don't even think of this. It's just something I do every day that I have to do, but I mean, so I meditate every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably the one, the one thing, um, that I, I, I'm always pretty disciplined about. Mm-hmm. I love meditation. I can definitely tell when I don't, if I, if there's a week that I go without it versus a week that I do it every single day, like there's a significant, um, difference in in that capacity. Do you have any sort of routines when it comes to business or any sort of like boundaries that you set for yourself to make sure, I know we talked about discipline, but any sort of like productivity hacks or things that you do that has really helped you just accomplish more in the business? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. I, um, I, well, from my kind of work-life balance, I, I don't travel often for work. Um, in my last position, I traveled nonstop. It was planes, trains, and automobiles. And so I, I, um, that's something that I don't do often. I'm sure it has, um, I'm sure we could have grown faster and bigger had I, had I done that. Um, but it's, you know, I have small kids, I have two small girls and I want to spend time with them. And so it was always something that was really important to me to have that, to have that boundary, um, for travel and being able to be home with them to, you know, have dinner every night and, you know, be here in the morning to get them ready for school. Um, those are some boundaries, but for, um, I wish I had some work hacks. God, <laughs> I mean, but maybe sometimes the beauty is, is like it, you just act and you do and you execute and you don't overthink it. Right. I mean, yes, no, <laughs> I have so much on my plate that it is just like, you know, you wake up and you just start going. There yeah. is a, a lot of time to, to think about, um, um, you know, more productive ways of doing things. I mean, I probably do. Um, but, but it's, um, yeah, there's, we've got so much on our plate joyfully and thankfully and very gratefully, um, that, yeah, it's just like, let's go, let's do this guys. Yeah. And that's also, I love, like, so important for people and, you know, my listeners tuning in and even a reminder for me that it's not just like, everything is not systematically organized all the time. And it doesn't need to be all the time because sometimes it's like the messy is actually more fulfilling and driving forward to get stuff done than maybe the opposite. And so knowing that like one way is not perfect, one way is not right. So lovely. Love it. Love it. Okay. Let's move into rapid fire rounds. So these are meant to be super quick and fast, um, okay. whatever comes to mind. So what is what? your favorite book? Um, Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace. Okay. What is um, something in your life that is a non-negotiable? tea. Oh, what kind? <laughs> Any kind. Any, Any kind, kind of tea. I love, I love tea. I drink it all day long. Love it. What is the one thing you get your inspiration from? Uh, travel. Mm. What's uh, your favorite place that you've been to? Oh my gosh. Um, the first place that popped in my head is Jose Ignacio, which is a, this beautiful beach town in um, Uruguay, but there's so many, I, you know, I love like, I love like Como. I love Tokyo. I love, anyway, I love to travel. I have a terrible wanderlust. Nice. Oh, excuse me. I had a sneeze there for a second. <laughs> Kim, <laughs> edit that part out of my sneeze and that pause. Okay. Here we go. All right. Um, 
What is something that you believe that others think is insane? That I do? Just something that you believe, or it could be that you do. Oh gosh, that's a good one. Um, you know, I have a lot of, I've collected crystals and rocks for probably 15 years. <laughs> and that might, people might think that's a little crazy. No, I, that is amazing. And then the last question I have is what is the best $100 or less um, purchase one can make in their business? Ooh, in their business. Mm-hmm. There's so many cool productivity tools, uh, tracking tools. I, you know, um, Oh gosh. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't have a, I don't have a, a, a specific, specific answer on that. I'm just thinking like 10 just popped into my brain. I mean, it's like Excel, right? Right. Just, just to, um, you know, be able to track and, 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 and there's so many things out there that are, that are free. I mean, you think about all the Google, um, uh, platforms that exist that are totally free, that are just incredible from a, from a, um, business perspective. Um, I don't know. That's okay. You mentioned like Google and a couple other good ones. So that that's perfect. So awesome. Well, April, thank you so much for coming on the show. I would love for you to share where my listeners can find out more information about you and your company and check out the serum. Um, vintnersdaughter.com. And, um, if you nationally, um, I mean, you can purchase it from vintnersdaughter.com, but there are also, um, uh, space NK. Um, if you're in Los, I mean, we have so many incredible, um, goop, uh, net like I said, we have so many incredible retailers that I, I hate to, to, um, um, you know, pull, um, pick any of them out. Yeah. No, they're all amazing. I'm not saying that right. How do you say that? I point any of them out. (laughs) Why is that not coming to me? What am I trying to say? Gosh. This is why we keep these interviews all natural. This is, I love it. (laughs) This is is real. This is real. My my brain is not working yet. Brain farts happen. They're real. No, I totally (laughs) get what you're saying. Cause you could, well, so Vintner's Daughter is what we'll link to um, in the show notes and you guys can just Google it and then find um, more out about the serum and your guys' Instagram page is like beautifully aesthetic. Oh, thank you. We spend so much time on Instagram. I mean, that's been one of those things, you know, I will tell you from a business owner, my business, this business would not be able to be where we're at today. If, um, if it were 15 years ago, would not absolutely would not have happened 15 years ago. The only opportunity for you to sell, um, skincare was in a big department store. Mm -hmm. And if you can imagine one single skew in a giant Saks Fifth Avenue department store would have (laughs) never, ever worked. Right. So for us, I mean, if it weren't for these, all these incredible independent retailers that have sprang up over the last 10, 10 years, um, we would never be where we're at. And, and Instagram too, just to be able to communicate with people um, so freely and um, authentically mm-hmm. and have it be their choice to follow you or not um, is, has been everything for us. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's amazing. I, the social media and everything that where it's at right now is incredible, especially like just being able to grow a business. It's crazy. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah, thank you so much. Next. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, this has been amazing. April, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Amanda. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. For more information, check out SheDidItHerWay.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to leave me a review on iTunes and let me know what you think. Until next time, keep doing it your way.